How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast. Now, let's just jump right into today's subject. Um, you know, today's uh, definitely a hard one to talk about because, you know, as you get older, things become a little bit more desynthesized when it comes to this this issue. But um, it bothers me because every single time I hear stories about this, especially when it when it's a good person it just it becomes that much more difficult and it, it it's not just because they were a good person but it's because of my uh inability to maintain uh some level of contact with those people and then you have to find out from someone else that somehow maintain that that level of communication over the years and it makes you reflect on just you know your life and your priorities and where like what what could have been different and it, it becomes very difficult for someone like myself because i don't just have like a few a group a few group of uh, friends like i tend to do a really good job at befriending a lot of different people over my lifetime and i think i've addressed this before in, in a podcast a long time ago but i don't really have that many like long-term good friends like i have a lot of friends, but like my close, close friends, I think I only have like maybe like three or four, like people I can trust, people that know everything about me that have gone through my, uh, the ups and downs with me throughout my life because everyone else kind of just there are our friendships are genuine, but for whatever reason, they just don't maintain. They don't last not out of spite or anything. I never have friendships that end like that. I mean, maybe once in a while, but it's not that common and you know days like or like moments like this kind of get me to reflect on on all of this and it's it's difficult because this person um was one of the nicest people to me so uh, here's a backstory Uh, the point i'm getting at is that someone that uh i had a, a very close relationship with uh, in my mid twenties or early twenties to mid twenties passed away. I've known this, I had known this person for a period of over five years, uh, because we were coworkers and I had, uh, I had worked with him the entire time. And it literally was between the age of 21 to 26, where essentially it was right before I let, went to Columbia. Actually, I was still working at this employment, um, and I started as just a, a entry level salesperson and then worked my way up. And this person always was, uh, no matter what position I was in, was always just so nice. And he was always so nice to everyone, not just me, not because of just the qualities I had, but he was just like that with everyone. And I, I enjoy people like that. I gravitate towards people like that. And it pains me knowing that my immaturity when I was younger kind of stopped me like I I was so focused on a lot of different things in life that I just didn't after I had left this job I didn't kind of keep that relationship going especially what made it even more difficult for me not only was I immature but I also was living in a different country and so I never really established that level of friendship but it was really this person and one other person that that made my or three or four people that made my time at something that would be normally a difficult uh, career path 
that much more enjoyable and and worth doing. <clears throat> um, so I grew up being like too nice of a person. I was always nice. I didn't have any kind of tough bone inside of me. Uh, it was very easy for those that had reasons to to step on on like step on me not like obviously not physically but in a um metaphor sense it was very easy for people to do that when i was younger like i didn't have a backbone like i allowed a lot of people to just kind of take advantage of me and that started to change when i turned 21 and i went through a transition period in my life but even during that period of transition i it still was beyond me to to be tough in moments where I need, like it was justified to be tough. I never understood like people that were tough all the time, but I respected it because it was something that uh, it was a quality I just never had. And I went through a period where like I, I not a period, but I had a really great job working at AT AT&T and then I left to do a once in a lifetime experience trip uh, to Japan, all expense paid, and AT and T wasn't w- willing to let me take the three and a half weeks that I needed for that trip, and so I had to quit my job there. And then on my way back, I had to look for another job because you know I wasn't going to be unemployed the entire time. And so I was looking for a job, and this was still kind of around the financial crisis, so jobs were very difficult to come by, and. I just happened to just apply at this position just because it was a sales job. And it was a, you know, to this day, I feel like I didn't even understand the position really. But the pay on paper sounded great. And I felt like I definitely could do it. But I worked at a car dealership for five years. Actually, one of my longest running career paths was working in car sales. And at the time when I was working for this location, it was 100% 100% commission. Like if I didn't make any commission, I wasn't getting paid. And I was really bad at it. <laughs> Not because I didn't know how to sell, but it was just like the environment was so competitive and everyone was super tough. And I just, I didn't know how to, I almost quit after three months because I just could not compete against these people. And they were like stepping all over me. I was a new guy. I was also relatively young. I was only 21 and I was surrounded by people that were you know, in their thirties and forties, some people in their fifties. I was, I think I was the youngest sales rep at this dealership and people were taking complete advantage over me. And I, I was always a nice guy anyways. And I just didn't know how to kind of like tank control the situation. And for like months, months and months, it was difficult for me to kind of get, get off the ground. But then there was this one person that just from the first day was always so nice. His name was Jesus. And, uh, he was uh, our lot porter. And what a lot porter's job is really essentially kind of to maintain the inventory, like to maintain the vehicles on the lot, make sure that they're, they get detailed, make sure that they are topped off with gas and like make sure that like any like non like intensive maintenance can be done on these vehicles. They're able to do that. And he always enjoyed his work. Like he loved it. He always would show me like, you know, different components of cars. I actually know everything about cars because of this person, because, you know, whenever I was on break, uh, 
everyone would go like on smoke breaks, but I didn't smoke and neither did he. And so he would always just be kind of working on cars and he would always like show me all like the different parts of like different cars and, and kind of show me like the best way to like clean cars and keep them detailed. And then he would kind of show me around and, and really gave me a lot of like product knowledge and understanding different vehicles because the location I, I worked at sold every variety of, of used car. It, there was no, no, not one manufacturer that we sold. It was like every manufacturer. And so you had to be kind of, you had to learn about the characteristics of every individual car. And he took the time to teach me this stuff. And, and, you know, we would always talk and he was just always nice. He was a, he was a dad. He was a good family man. And just, just all around, just always nice. Like every time that there was some kind of issues in the, in the dealership, which if you've worked in a dealership, it's very similar. It's almost like working at a restaurant almost. There's a lot of like internal drama that happens, especially because it's 100% commission-based. And so uh, anytime that there was like some level of drama, he always would be like the 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 guy that would kind of like release the tension and, and really like he was humorous and he was just like always like he was just a big teddy bear. The guy was like so, so nice. He really was awesome. And he had worked there for a lot of years prior to me getting there. And he worked there even after I left. Uh, he worked at drive time for a long time. And eventually, like, I started to garner the respect of other people, um, especially, like, the number one sales guy at the dealership at the time. His name was Jimmy. And he was known as, like, the tough, tough guy. Like, he was always tough. But, like, after a while, like he was also really good friends with Jesus. And so through Jesus, I started to kind of rub on to Jimmy. And then he kind of took me under his wing and started to teach me a lot of different things and taught me really how to be a tough guy, like, you know, in, in certain situations. And so I owe those two guys a lot, really, because I took whatever I learned there. And then I made my career at drive time for a while. And then I moved my way up to like a sales manager position and finally, like I had this idea to to move to Colombia, and it was just like all the timing was right. And so I quit my job. I really enjoyed it, but I wanted to try something new. I know everyone at the dealership that I worked at was a little down when I was thinking about leaving. And I'll, I'll never forget, like Jesus was like always, he was always supportive, like the whole time. You know, even though he, uh, you know, people came and went kind of did their own thing like we always had like our strong relationship and we would always have like conversations and talks about different things and he was just always so funny like it or like you know he always was a great listener and he was always just like you know super supportive and always was like you know if that's what you want to do you don't really have any plans and and people are, are judging and thinking about like you know like is this what you want to do you want to give up a career here to to go essentially saw everything and, and try living in a different country and backpack around the world. And everyone was just like always giving me a hard time about it. But he was like one of the very few people that he was like, man, go for it. That's, it sounds like it's going to be an awesome experience. And he was older than me. I think Jesus was um, maybe like six, seven years older than me. But uh, like an hour ago, like an hour and a half ago, I got a text message from, one of my one of my good friends actually who I met through drive time to this day like we're really close friends we don't talk as much just because I'm really bad about that that's no one's fault but myself and uh he just shot me a text I was just like what it was picture text and um 
he never really texted me like this late. And so I was wondering what he was messaging me. I thought it was like something funny, something, you know, we've, we've talked about in the past. He's about to be a dad. So I didn't know if it was um, like parent related. And then I saw the message where uh, one of our other coworkers that had his number, but didn't have my number texted him and told him um, that Jesus passed away on the 30th. And, you know, I don't know. I didn't have that strong of a relationship with his family, but I, you know, I would, I was young. I was so stupid. Family things were just not important to me. And, but it didn't matter to him. Like he was always just a a nice person and always so kind and, and, and awesome. And, you know, I would always be so nice to his kids and, and always like, you know, talk to them and, He'd always like invite his family over to the dealership sometimes to kind of just like introduce like new people or they would come and pick him up or bring him lunch. And, you know, I would talk to them, but my relationship was with Jesus. And so, um, you know, my friend Jonathan, who messaged me this, uh, tomorrow he's going to find a little bit more information. And, you know, I would like to reach out to, to his family and just kind of understand like what, how his life was in the last 10 years. Cause I want to say it's been, no, it's been like seven years since I actually talked to him in person. It sucks because like, I don't know what, how he passed away or what, what happened. I hope, I really hope it wasn't COVID. I really, I really don't. Um, I hope it wasn't that, but you know, situations like this are, are tough because like it, it, he was such a kind person. He was so nice. And he just wanted the best for everyone, including himself. Like he just wanted to just, but the best meant like happiness. Like it had nothing to do with like money or anything of that nature. It was just like, you know, being happy. And I'm just reminded about this horrible quality, not horrible, but just like poor quality of of myself. Like, where I, I just don't do a good enough job at, at maintaining contact with people or maintaining like relationships with a, a larger group of people. And like days like this always remind me that just like the difficulty sometimes with like having a huge social circle, but only maintaining a small group of people in that circle that become like your really close friends and everyone else is just like there for enjoyment and fun. But after I became like a family person or after like so many different paths, I, I look, I, I've never taken a linear path in life. And so because of that, I constantly meet new people and the people that I, I once knew just don't, they don't go into that next category of life that I'm in. And so it's hard to kind of take them with me. But, it's, but still it's like, Yeah, I, I wish I, I would go out of my way to like maintain that contact with some people. And and nowadays I'm I'm trying to do a better job about that, like messaging people that I used to be really close with before. And I know to them they must think it's like weird, like why is this person talking to me now? You know, we're still cool and nice, but like I don't know how to have that like re engaging conversation with people. I think it should just be me being genuine and just telling them like, hey, you know, I've always been bad about maintaining contact with people over the years and uh, I just wanted to see how you're doing and just seeing how life is, how life's going for you and things of that nature. And, you know, I apologize 
if it if it bothered you in any way but most of the time i i i talk to people and then over t- over time like once i re-engage our conversation with them and then i ask them you know like hey did it bother you that i never reached out most of the time people say no but still i don't get that chance with with jesus now like he's gone and that sucks it really sucks and it also just reminds you that like the probability of people that you know as you get older, the probability of them passing away is just increasing more and more. Like we're not getting younger. I'm getting older and, and clearly people that I know are getting older as well and that puts them at a higher risk potential for, for passing. And so it's always tough. But you know, I I don't want depressing podcasts, but you know I don't know what to talk about. Like I want to talk about something else, but it just didn't feel right. Like this is the only thing that's been on my mind in the last couple of hours is just finding out you know his passing. But either way, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. I promise tomorrow's won't be like this because tomorrow's my message that I leave to my daughter every Tuesday. I do that. And so uh, if you want to listen to that, you can. If not, don't worry. I would just skip every Tuesday's podcast. But either way, love you guys. I'll catch you guys manana. Peace.